Available right now via the iHeart app and iTunes. Our two new podcasts. Armstrong and Getty, one more thing. That's our daily after show podcast. And Armstrong and Getty Extra Large featuring our interviews of the most interesting people in the world. Subscribe today via the iHeart app or iTunes. Or wherever podcasts are given away for free. Because we're stupid. But then he went out of his way to say he doesn't question the, quote, good faith of Attorney General Bill Barr, his boss. That is huge because Democrats in Congress have tried to line up an attack on Barr as the front edge of their allegations against what they call a corrupt Trump administration and its attempts to obstruct. Uh, Mr. Mueller just brushed that back. Well, that's interesting, too. God, nobody's going to be pleased with this. No. <laughs> Mueller came out and gave a speech. Well, have you seen this? It's being called the worst first pitch oh, yes. in baseball history. I've seen it. <laughs> yeah. Ow! She hits the photographer who is a solid 45 degrees <laughs> offline and like 15 feet away. Worst first celebrity first pitch in baseball history, they're who, calling it. Who is that gal? Some uh, some woman. Yeah. She threw the ball who at a 45-degree angle and hit a photographer. But Anyway, back to the very important Mueller report and impending impeachment. Um, so nobody's pleased with what happened today. It may be the, the ultimate much ado about nothing. I don't know what this says about me, but when nobody is pleased is really the only time I'm pleased. <laughs> ah, very strange. So there's a book out about the impeachment of Andrew Johnson, and I think one of the reasons it was written is that, uh, you know, impeachment's in the air and there's a lot of talk. I mean, we've only done it twice in our nation's history. Both times the president was not removed. Um, Andrew Johnson was the so president. accused of oh, being a horse thief or what? I mean, that's back in the day. That followed, uh, he was the president, followed, at Abraham, followed Abraham Lincoln. And so he did a bunch of things that I was completely unaware of. I blame public schooling. Um, they they had not taught me this. But he had done done a bunch of things. He was he was well. He was a racist. Oh and yeah. He did not like the way the things went with the whole emancipation and all that sort of stuff in the South. Losing one of my favorite exercises in historical imagination is if Lincoln hadn't gotten assassinated, because all of his intended reforms in civil rights and the rest of it, his vision of the post Civil War era was utterly crushed and perverted by old uh, AJ. Tragically. So for that reason, a lot of people really had it in for uh, Andrew Johnson, but they they didn't know what to you know. You can't impeach somebody for for that for being a rotten human being. F- yeah, for disagreeing mm-hmm. with their policy, basically. Yeah, um, you, you can't impeach somebody for disagreeing with their policy. So they came up with a way to get him on the fact that at that time, you uh, you couldn't um, appoint or fire. You couldn't ride a horse on the left side of the road on Sundays. One of those wacky laws we all enjoy so much. Pickles are illegal in Trenton. <laughs> Sorry. You, you, you had to get congressional approval to appoint or fire a cabinet member. Ah. Even to fire him. Wow. Which is pretty crazy. And Trump couldn't even get Corey Lewandowski to go along with firing Jeff Sessions. Anyway, well, let, go on. let me read a little bit. Uh, uh, this is from the review of the book about Andrew Johnson's impeachment. And see if any of it sounds like it would be familiar if we go forward with impeachment. Though much anticipated, the actual trial of Johnson ended up being... I'm getting a phone call. 
Though much anticipated, the actual trial of Johnson ended up being more than a bit anticlimactic. In the book's telling, it quickly descended into near-constant disputes over process and authority. Who gets to rule what will and won't be admissible? What witnesses can be called? Did Johnson intend to violate the law or merely merely challenge its constitutionality? The question of conviction would turn largely on the president's intent, and this proved a difficult thing to divine. Does Mm. that sound familiar at all? Wow. It all comes down to the president's intent. As the trial stretched on, it was easy to lose the essence of the actual conflict amid the long-winded men in love with their own voices. Oh, boy. James Garfield. This was before cable news. Yeah. Oi. If you think it's gotten worse. James Garfield, then a member of Congress, complained that this trial is developed in the most remarkable manner, the insane love of speaking among public men. <laughs> Here we have been waiting knee-deep in words, words, words. Wow. <laughs> that's, that's some good stuff. Need even words. In the end, exhausted <laughs> with the entire enterprise, desperate to return to some facsimile of normality, and aided by some possible unsavory backroom maneuvering, enough Republicans joined Democrats to vote against removal and spared Johnson by a single vote. Johnson was saved, but damaged enough that he couldn't even secure his own party's nomination for president the next year. Um, he had desecrated the memories of dead Union soldiers, black and white. He was... Uh, he was um, challenging a lot of the provisions that were put in by Lincoln and, and, and the majority at the time, but he wasn't impeached for any of that. He was impeached largely over a fact that he fired the Secretary of Defense, who openly hated him. The true high crime that Johnson committed was using the power of his office to promote and pursue um, policies that other people didn't like. That was not the sort of thing you could boot somebody out of office for. Was that my uh, my great 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 grandfather, uncle, whatever he was, uh, Edwin Stanton? Was Stanton the guy he fired? I can't remember. Yeah, it was. I've learned too much. It's starting to push facts out of my but head. So, to, to, in case you missed the parallel, so you wouldn't know that by listening, would you? <laughs> in case you missed the parallel, so one of the uh, obstructions of justice Trump is accused of is firing James Comey. Right. James Comey hated Trump. Right. So he fired a guy who hates him. Mm-hmm. Now, did he do and that? he's strongly disliked in return. And Andrew Johnson fired a cabinet member who hated him. Right. Did he do that to usurp the Constitution or, or and obstruct justice? Or just because I don't want anybody in my cabinet who hates me. Right. And vice versa. It's exactly the same situation. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I love this stuff because it's a great and interesting mental exercise. If you're just if you're listening, thinking, all right, is Trump in or is he out? Or do you like Trump or hate Trump? You know, I I apologize because that's not the way we're looking at this, but there is no way they impeach. Just none, to my mind. Having looked at at all the strategies and all, it's just there's no way. So there are a lot of people that really, really, really hated Andrew Johnson's policies. Mm Mm-hmm. They tried to impeach him on something else. Right. We're in the same exact situation. And what you got to do is you got to come down to an election and decide whether or not there are enough people that want the person to stay around or not. It's clearly the way we should handle it. And it's not even that far off now. If you're a student of history and you like to get discouraged, (laughs) look at the uh, couple of presidents before and after the Civil War. Several of them after the Civil War. Man, were there some weaklings and yahoos. Oh, God. Dark chapter. Dark! So that this this Mueller speech came out of nowhere like a lightning bolt. That, the, that's what the, makes me... The attention me, of the country riveted. That's what makes me think that he did it to try to nudge Congress, because he just didn't need to do this. Nobody was... Or, or he's, he despises the idea of testifying. 
Uh, could be. And he was trying to preempt that because he said, look, leave me the hell out of it. It's all in the report. Goodbye. If it, if nobody was howling that Mueller needed to come out and give a speech before he officially resigned. I mean, there, there's no call for that. No, they're calling for him to testify right. before Congress. Right. But and, and yeah, he did make it clear today he's not going to do that. Yeah. But I, I think I think he thinks the president obstruct justice, obstructed justice over a crime that didn't wasn't committed. Right. Which you're not going to remove the president for, I don't think. Nope. No way you sway the American peeps. It's not going to happen. Anyway. There's an election in 17 months. Stay tuned. If you're into that sort of thing, follow cable news all day long. Actually, it's precisely 524 days until the election, which is plenty. Um, How do you like Swalwell's chances, Jack? The uh... Vis-a-vis Moulton. Who do you like better? Molten or Swalwell? Well, Swalwell, I don't know where Molten is in the polls, but Swalwell's at 0% currently. Molten has Swalwellian numbers. <laughs> you can't get below 0%, can you? I don't think so. Um, oh, I, that's, hey, you know what we need to talk about? Well, we don't need to talk about it, because we have a guest coming up to talk about the latest in the Johnson Johnson opioid trial. Um but the uh, Democrats come out with new rules about who gets in the debate. They've they've oh, we uh, do need to mention that. rejiggered them for some reason. And there's a new poll, so we'll do all that. Uh, day one in the big opioid trial in Oklahoma, the new poll that's out, and they've made it a little harder for some of your zero percenters to stay in the race there with the Democrats. All right. All on the way on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Yes, we got some jokes that I want to hear that we haven't played. Been, been, been way too much substance today. Well, way too much substance. How about the new uh, definition issued by the whoever's in charge of this stuff for burnout? What is burnout? They've made a great deal of noise. It's now an official diagnosis. What do you mean? Burnout, uh, like job burnout. Burnout is you can like go to the doctor and yeah, get a diagnosed, be diagnosed with uh, yeah, burnout. And they talked about it in very serious tones this morning. I heard them, and it's essentially you're tired of your job, <laughs> you're oh, sick of it, okay. and you're not that good at it anymore. I've, I've got the characteristics of burnout. Do you have burnout? That's coming up. Yes, in just a minute. you do. So do I. In just so a does minute. he. <laughs> so stay with us. Steve Kastenbaum <laughs> joins us. Steve's been doing a terrific job for Westwood One, reporting on the giant opioid trial against Johnson Johnson, in Oklahoma. Thousands dead, thousands more dying. And uh, in Oklahoma, with many other states seeking justice. Uh, Steve, welcome back. Uh, always good to talk. What's the latest? Well, uh, yesterday the trial started with opening arguments, and the attorney general of Oklahoma said that the company, Johnson & Johnson, put greed ahead of safety and ahead of lives. Uh, this lawsuit started almost two years ago, and there were two other drug companies that were named in the lawsuit. Uh, Purdue Pharma, which is the creator and uh, distributor of OxyContin, the very powerful opioid-based painkiller that is addictive, and also Teva Pharmaceutical. Both of them settled with the state of Oklahoma. Only Johnson & Johnson remains in this trial before a judge, no jury, and they are facing just one charge at this point, creating a public nuisance, but it is a serious I've charge. Done I've done that myself. <laughs> I've seen them do yeah. it. <laughs> it is a serious charge uh, in the context uh, that is being presented, 
which is that they say Johnson & Johnson misled the public and doctors about the addictive qualities of the drugs they were making and pushed it on to doctors for people who uh, perhaps maybe didn't need these prescriptions. Uh, this is an interesting case uh, because uh, there are more than 40 other states suing the drug makers and distributors uh, who are at the core of the opioid addiction crisis in the United States. And so they're watching this trial closely to see not only how it pans out, but what Johnson & Johnson is using as their defense. I do not know nearly enough about Oklahoma law to understand why they've reduced the charge to creating a public nuisance, since this sounds a hell of a lot like fraud and, and or you know reckless endangerment and that sort of stuff. But I'll, I'll let you look into that, Steve, and we'll both probably read about it in the future. Um, I saw that the ghost of Johnny Cochran was hovering uh, above the procedures as the uh, the attorney general unveiled a board that said, if you over-prescribe, people will die. I don't know why rhyming is so important in the courtroom, but apparently it is. Uh, did, did you get a feel of, for uh, Johnson Johnson's uh, defense? Well, they feel that they did nothing wrong. They're saying that their drug went through the normal FDA approval process uh, and that they followed the law that there are warnings on the products labels and and that people uh, have to follow those warnings they would with any other and doctors will have to pay attention to those warnings the way they do with every medication uh they they say that there was no intent to harm here that there was no nefarious you know uh, nefarious plotted play that they that they adhered to the law and that they weren't Doing, doing what the attorney general claims, which is lying about their product uh, for product, uh, for profit. Right. Steve Kastenbaum, Westwood One News. Steve, thanks a million. We appreciate you keeping up on the trial. Uh, it's going to come down to the nitty-gritty in the way the uh, jury sees it. Oklahoma's saying, no, you lied about how addictive it is. And Johnson Johnson saying, no, we didn't. There's no jury, just a judge, didn't he just say? Oh, is that right? Yeah, yeah. my mistake. Sorry. Yeah. Um... So, judge not, yeah, lest you be judged. Unless you're a judge, then you got to be kidding me. You got to judge. Burnout is now considered a medical condition. Correct. With the World Health Organization, yes. Has somebody texted. Wait, who? Which bring? <laughs> which not brings funny. us? Which brings <laughs> us the question? You're better than that. Can an illegal get disability benefits for job burnout? Yes. Or, or if not, yes, now, soon. Here are the three characteristics of burnout, and God help you if you suffer any of these. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, brace yourselves. Perhaps someone you know and love suffers from burnout. One, feelings of energy depletion or exhaustion. Oh, yeah. That must be awful for people who have that. <laughs> this is, well, I don't want to cut to the end. You've already guessed. But, I mean, seriously, does do, do you know anybody who doesn't it's have that? It's a disease, that? Jack. Do you disease. Know, do you know any adult who doesn't have that i've known a couple of people who have that energizer bunny gene they're profoundly annoying and they're like two out of a million people i've known increased mental distance from one's job or feelings of negativism <laughs> by the moment are you kidding I oh my god yeah i have negative attitude what michael's been setting fires lately or s- i mean <laughs> really feelings of negativism or cynicism related to one's job. Anybody cynical? Anybody at all? A show of hands if anybody at all is cynical about their job. What? I pity you Are and you your misery. That's got to be terrible. That's Dude. why they call it work. That's why they pay you to do it. Right. <laughs> they literally have to give you piles of money to make you do it. <laughs> 
Sometimes small piles, sometimes big piles. But I gotta give you money, otherwise you wouldn't show up. Doesn't that say something to you? <laughs> and then, oh, and this third, that here comes the devastating one. The one that separates this disease, this disorder, from just the regular workaday ennui. Reduced professional efficacy. You're not as good at it as you used to you're be, because you're not trying very hard. You're not as efficient as you could be. <sighs> you know, none of this would bother me, because the World Health Organization ought to stick to, like, you know, trying to eradicate berry-berry, uh, you know, and and uh, malaria. And that's fine. That's good for them. It does save many lives. Get clean drinking water for kids sitting in puddles somewhere. Exactly. Exactly. But the idea that they're now defining, I'm sick of this crap hole, as a <laughs> disease, that's going to lead to disability and lawsuits. Oh, sure. and, and, and you know, Joe, you haven't done a lick of work in like six weeks. That's because I suffer from burnout would be my defense. You can't fire me. I'm diseased. You don't do anything. Got to imagine trying to craft a world where everybody is employed in a job where they're not tired or cynical and are working at maximum efficiency. Right. Every single person has to meet those qualifications to have a job. Woo. Good otherwise, luck with that world. Otherwise, you're uh, the object of pity, compassion, and probably uh, federal money. money. Of course, yeah. there'll be no taxpayer money because everybody's got the same condition. Right. Is laying down on the job a symptom <laughs> That's of right. burnout? That's right. Oh, look, Sean, Sean has more. burnout. I'm Should not, we call the paramedics? I'm not sure you're at uh, highest level of efficacy. No, lying down probably isn't helping. <laughs> Do you, you have about feelings of seconds. negativity no, or 15. cynicism? Uh, what's coming up in your news, Marshall? Well, we are now hearing from all sides about the Mueller statements this morning. President Trump, Jerry Nadler, we'll get into that. Oh, I'm got sure a, Nadler's got something scintillating to say. Got another long day for Michael Avenatti, and we have the FM Story of the Month coming up. Fecal hey, matter. Nadler, try not to pass out while you're criticizing the Predison. Do you see that the other day? He passed out. News on the way on the Armstrong and Getty Show. And Getty. We're just discussing how the World Health Organization has declared burnout as a medical condition. <laughs> that is, if you're tired at work and not quite as into it as you used to be. Feeling kind of cynical <laughs> and not getting as much done as you used to. <laughs> I'm back standing again. That's good. Yeah, <laughs> progress. For two reasons. One, that I'm not anxious to get back into the Mueller report news with Marshall. And two, because we left out one of the WHO recommendations. There's this. The World Health Organization has added a new disease to their long list of them. It's called gaming disorder. It's an addiction to video games. And according to the WHO, gaming disorder is marked by a pattern of persistent or recurrent gaming behavior Uh manifested by impaired control over gaming, Uh increasing priority given to gaming to the extent that gaming takes precedence over other life interests and continuation or escalation of gaming despite the occurrence of negative consequences. That's gaming disorder, a.k.a. GD. GD is basically VD for people who never had SEX. But... So, uh, that was good to get on it just as a news story. So, that is interesting. That is what the WHO, if you're going to use those standards, yep. there's a lot of people with a gaming disorder. Yep. I don't want them to get my taxpayer money, but uh, there That's you have That's the it. thing. News now with Marsha Phillips. Well, the case is closed. That's how President Trump's reacting to the comments from Special Counsel Robert Mueller. 
He tweeted that nothing has changed and argued that a person is innocent if there is insufficient evidence to charge a crime. Speaking at the Justice Department earlier today, Mueller detailed his Russia investigation and said as far as charging the president with obstruction... Under long-standing department policy, a president cannot be charged with a federal crime while he is in office. That is unconstitutional. The special counsel's office is part of the Department of Justice, and by regulation, it was bound by that department policy. Charging the president with a crime was therefore not an option we could consider. So I think Trump's tweet is one of the least hyperbolic and most accurate tweets he's ever tweeted. There was insufficient evidence, and therefore, in our country, a person is innocent. Case is closed. That is that is true. Well, yeah, you could quibble with his choice of words, but at its essence, it's true, absolutely. Yeah, this Mueller thing, I'm telling you, for all the excitement, let's call it the Cable News Pundit Full Employment Act of 2019. <laughs> they will jaw feverishly for the next six weeks over uh, that five to eight minutes of, of Mueller speaking. This will change nothing. Pete Buttigieg weighed in. This is as close to an impeachment referral as you could get under the circumstances. Go ahead, Petey. As mayor of South Bend. There's one more I wanted to hit you with. Hit me. Mm. With your best shot. This is from a Trump supporter. Bob Mueller. Everyone is entitled to the presumption of innocence. Later in the same whatever you called it today, statement. Bob Mueller, let me let me continue to attack an innocent man until people no longer presume his innocence. That's one way to look at it. What are you doing up there? What is your point? What is wrapping right. it up? Summary. Right. Tell them what you told them. Like they told him in high school <laughs> English class. Mueller also adding in his statements after that investigation, if we had had confidence that the president clearly did not commit a crime, we would have said so. We did not, however, make a determination as to whether the president did commit a crime. I I would love to hear him expound on that, but he says he's not going to answer any questions. I, I, I don't know what that means. I don't know what that means. You know, I've reread that entire section of the report now on obstruction of justice. And, yeah, arguably saying to an aide, we got to get rid of, uh, we got to reinstate sessions. We got to unrecuse sessions so we can get rid of Mueller because this is all a joke. We've got to get rid of Mueller. And then nothing coming of it. You could say that's the president attempting to obstruct justice. But I'm telling you. You are never going to get the American people to go along with something that wishy-washy. So, yeah, arguably it is, but it just it's just not. After Mueller's statements, New York Democrat Jerry Nadler weighed in, saying it now weighed falls... In. Poor choice of words. Nadler can't even, stay on, his feet. Obese, can't even <laughs> stay on his feet. Did you see him pass out the other day? There he's weak. got burnout. He's, he's suffering from burnout. Yeah, right. He's at some thing, and it's talking yeah. politics, and he just keels over. Poor man. Nadler is saying it now falls to lawmakers to respond to the crimes, lies, and other wrongdoing of President Trump. Go ahead, Jerry. Meanwhile, we've got to make about- Trump's day. Literally, literally true. Make his day. He would he would be smiling and clicking his heels if he could get his feet off the ground <laughs> if they announced they were moving forward with impeachment today. But again, there weren't crimes. There may have been lies and wrongdoings, but the to, to make make crimes this- and misdemeanors, Sean, obstruction of justice. That's a crime. Mm. Celebrity attorney and self-promoter Michael Avenatti says... Put your hands behind your back. (laughs) He intends to fight both federal cases 
that saw him plead not guilty yesterday, saying he is indeed facing the fight of his life. For over 20 years, I have represented <laughs> David versus Goliath the across this nation in many courthouses just like this. I have stolen from anybody who is within <laughs> arm's reach. If you shake hands with me, check your watch. <laughs> All you need to know about Michael Avenatti is he was insolvent, upside down in so many different ways in his life. And he was driving a $4,000 a month car. Yes. That's all you need to know about his lifestyle. Spent his life Good fighting God. for Davids against Goliaths. And this is the ultimate Goliath, the Trump administration. Nah, right. You stole from people, you jackass. But it's all about to come crashing down. Yeah. And you're spending four grand a month so you can drive around in a car and have people who don't even know who you are. Oh, wow. That must be somebody important. How how sad is that? And it's, it's You even, need people to say, oh, my God, you must be a big deal. Look at your cool car. Even worse than stealing. You were stealing from people that you were pretending to help. I right. find that to be even worse than just a blatant thief. It's, it's a, <laughs> yeah, it's yeah a, no kidding. It's despicable. That's true. You show up to my house. Yeah. You, you're, you're clearly to everyone. Uh, you're just a bad person. Yeah. But you're you're showing up to these banquets where people are standing and clapping because you're standing up for women. That is extra bad. Right. Well, and, and, to and then stealing why, from that woman. To the point of why he did that, it, it reminds me a little bit of a Ponzi scheme in which you have to keep up the appearances that you're a high-flying rock star lawyer to continue to get people to trust you with their book advance, for instance. So well, this see, guy wouldn't steal from me. He's like one of the biggest lawyers in L.A. You see the car he pulled up in? Right. He must know what he's doing. Exactly. Why would that guy steal? New studies. He's, by- but he's looking at over 400 years in prison. Now, he's not going to get all of that, but between the charges in New York and California, he could well be heading to the Who's Cow until he's very old. New studies fighting that hand dryers suck in fecal matter and then blow it all over your hand. What are you, no, cl- you, cl- cl- you, you climbing up on the hand dryer for? <laughs> That's not it, what it's for. You misunderstand, it, Jack. It's everywhere, everywhere. It starts when toilets are flushed. And the bacteria shoots into the air, Ooh. known grossly. Oh, you, should, you should see a plumber. It's not supposed to shoot it out. <laughs> no, oh, grossly. Not, your, your toilet's not working I right. I mean, these scenarios where, you know, because I get, I get it, the hand dryers are the evil villain here giving us the FM bacteria. But yeah. in these normal flushing situations, you sprint out of the room on the time thing while the toilet flushes so you don't get any of this contaminant on you. Right. When you are yeah, man, wait a minute. flushing it. Like, the danger is the hand dryer. And not the not the fact that I was right there in front of the toilet <laughs> during this volcano of FM bacteria. That's a good point. Into my eyes. All right. The sure. situation all starts when toilets are flushed and the bacteria shoots in the air, known grossly as toilet plume, and a lot of it winds up in hand dryers. Oh no! And it rebroadcasts it. There you but go. At hyper speed where it can penetrate your defenses. It's so in your should... clothes. It's in your hair. It's in your eyes. It's in your ears. It's on your hands. And then they blow a little more around, and you're worried about that, Marshall? So if I understand right, we're supposed to flush the toilet and then make a run for it. Exactly. Or, or hire a bum to flush it for you. Or, I'll give you a dollar to flush this. Count to 20 first, though. Slowly. Or do what the uh, university studies author says you should do. Put in paper towels and don't use a hand blower but dryer. But you, you've already walked through a cloud of it, Marshall. You're not listening. The not toilet if you, boom. Not if you put the lid of the, the toilet down. <laughs> well, here's what you got to do, and health yes. experts will agree with All me. Right. If, the, if the guy or gal in the stall next to you flushes, you've got to scream, Oh, my God! What have you done? What about the toilet plume? Not while we're in here. Right. Pound on the wall. Bam, bam, bam. What are you doing? 
All right. That's going to lead to more people not flushing, which I believe should be a capital offense. Wow. Oh, you <laughs> you should be walk into the stall executed for oh, yeah. leaving it there. Wow. That is the worst. Wow. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips here. I'm starting Getty Show, the conscience of the nation fly squawking. He's flying away from this. Yeah. <laughs> Who can blame him? Toilet plume is why you should never leave a toothbrush on the counter, says this texture. Probably true if, that, if, yeah, that, if well, that's happening. And I have every day of my life. And look at me. Look at me. You're dead. I will I'm remain to be many times over. <laughs> in close proximity to every toilet I flush for the remainder of my life. Yeah, pr- probably, probably hard Your to do. Your short, me. short life. <laughs> yeah, yeah, really. My disease-riddled life. Right. right. Yeah. If the uh, fecal matter doesn't get you, the burnout will. Of course, Sean, he's suffering. Oh. So, briefly... We'll hit you with a poll in the new debate rules briefly. I, I want to hear because we've got our, our candidate or our campaign death pool. Oh, okay. Yep. Well, yeah. it's, it's pretty easy to nail down. Of the 24 people running, half of them are at 0% nationally. Half of the 24 people in the race are at 0%. I don't like their chances. <laughs> You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. anyone that has died but i do have a question why are we still climbing mount everest <laughs> this is a very serious question i have like it's extremely dangerous and don't ask me just ask all the dead bodies that are up there they don't randomly show up also the guy said it was a safety line if the person died on a safety line then it's not a safe line <laughs> all of this crazy and then he's like and we had to step over the- no you don't have to step over the body like you don't have to. That's a choice that you are making, my man. Let me tell you something. Anytime I see a dead body, I go back the way I came. I say, thank you for the warning, dead body. I'm out. <laughs> thank you for the warning, dead body. Um, that was my question yesterday. It's the ultimate tourist stop. It's like kissing the Blarney Stone. Yeah. Um, so here's but with your, a better view. Here, here's a, I was going to hit you with the latest poll from Monmouth University on the Democratic field nationally, just because mm-hmm. we, we got a bet going. But here's an interesting one. Also from their poll from yesterday, let me find the results so I hit you, get you actually, 73, I was going to give you the number first. Yeah. What, wow, hey, this is progress, though. What percentage of people believe Mueller should appear before Congress and testify? Ooh. He just announced that he's not going to. Right. Yeah, I will not. I will give no more information. 73% of Americans think he should testify before Congress. Wow. 70, so three out of four, which includes a lot of people, um, you know, from all your parties to get to 73%, and he ain't going to do it. Well, he made it clear that I will not say anything that is beyond our written report. So there you go. It would be inappropriate. I'm not going to. Back to the uh, the horse race. Biden has doubled up Bernie Sanders in his first place, 38 to 16. These Bernie are, is fading. These are national numbers. Then uh, Kamala Harris at 8. Oh, wait a second. Mm. This doesn't have it in order. Why would you <clears throat> not have it in order? What is it, uh, alphabetical order? Elizabeth Warren is in third at 11, followed by uh, Kamala Harris at 8. And then you just drop off a cliff. Um, Buttigieg is at 6. That's worth mentioning. 
but everybody else is just just <laughs> tiny amounts and uh, within the margin of error, and you've got half of the field at zero percent. Mm. Half the field is at zero percent, which is something. Yeah, yeah, including I would guess virtually everybody's choices for the uh, campaign death pool. Yeah. So, um, does anybody in the death pool have anybody with any numbers? Okay, here we go. I'll get real fast. Biden thirty eight. Um, yeah, I think Michelangelo. He uh, his last pick was Elizabeth Warren. I think. Oh yeah, Warren. Warren's at nine. Well, yeah. Warren's at nine. She ain't getting out. What was um, your rationale for that again, Michael? Um, I just made a crack of. I don't like her. Oh. <laughs> yeah, he, was, he wanted the yeah. clapping joke. Right. Yeah. 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 The bison right. herd has moved, and she needs to get out of the race to follow uh, it to a oh, right. new see. location for hunting season. Right. Uh, so I mentioned Biden Sanders. So Warren, nine. Harris, seven. Buttigieg, it's calling it seven here. They rounded up. O'Rourke, four. Booker, three. Dropping. Klobuchar, one. Castro, one. Yang, one. Gabbard, one. Ryan, one. Williamson, one. Everyone else, zero. Yes. And, and the ones are within the margin of error, so really could be zero. Um, so there you go. Although, evidently, you know, if you have... Somebody must have. One, somebody said yes. <laughs> but uh, so It's not, infinitely yeah. more than zero, depending but on how you look at it. I actually don't have the new rules in front of me. They they changed the rules for uh, contending for the third debate to make it a little tighter, a little harder to get in. You have to reach a different threshold. It sounds to me like they're trying to, trying to tighten up the field. Mm-hmm. They're probably... Um, Looking at the polls and thinking, look, there's no point in having all these zero percenters on stage or one percenters or anybody in single digits or below. Mm-hmm. Really, what's the <laughs> point of three, four, and less? Did you it's say just going to muck up the third debate? I think it's the third debate. Okay. Well, yeah, that makes sense. I mean, don't we look at the first couple as the first round of the playoffs? Yeah. And if you can't, you know, gin up 5% support. It's not helping your cause of trying to pick the best candidate by having a whole bunch of candidates up there that have no chance, mm-hmm. right? And I think uh, having escalating barriers to be on the debate stage as the debates go on makes a lot of sense. Yeah, sure, I'm perfect fine sense. With that. Yeah, I'm fine with that. Yeah, um, seems it's like the winnowing, one. Jack. The winnowing. The winnowing process. Yes. Seems like I had one more thing I wanted to mention, but I don't remember what it was. I don't know. I got all the uh, well, several of the candidates' uh, reaction to the uh, Mueller statement. Which was really mostly a big nothing, except that he said, look, if you you can impeach the guy if you want. That's paraphrasing, but he said, listen, we couldn't clear him on obstruction. So anyway, uh, anybody got any ideas? Yeah. It was really kind of strange. Elizabeth Warren says, makes it clear, those who've read his report know it's, it's an impeachment referral, and it's up to Congress to act. They should. Kamala Harris saying, we need to start impeachment proceedings. It's our constitutional obligations. Seth Moulton is not getting his tweet read. Cory Booker. <laughs> clear. Congress has a legal and moral obligation to begin impeachment proceedings immediately. All right. Well, uh, I've got a comment, but I'll put it in my final thoughts. Hey, kids. It's that time again. With Armstrong and Getty. Here's your host, Joe Getty. Getty. Let's get a final thought from everybody. Marshall Phillips, final thought for I us. Am just, I'm just very glad that we could uh, share the science of the toilet plume with all of you today. Fantastic. Beware. Really enjoyed that. Get yourself a black light and knock yourself out. Yeah. Positive Sean, final thought. Yes, in addition uh, to the 2% support in a four-party sanctioned polls, they will have to, uh, Democratic candidates will have to show they attracted at least 130,000 donors since the start of their campaign, including at least 400 from 20 different states. Mm, fascinating. Michelangelo, final thought. I had started to write a final thought, but what's the point, really? 
doesn't matter. Same thing every day. Oh, wait Board. a minute. You're suffering from the burnout, aren't yeah. you? I think you suffer from burnout, my friend. Treatment. Probably ought to be hospitalized. Yeah. Decline in efficacy. Jack, final thought for us? So I just saw a pundit say they sh- Congress should still ask Mueller to come talk to him, even if all he does is read from the report. That's what Mueller said he would do. Because, according to polls, only 3% have read all of the report. Only 10% have read some. So almost nobody's read any of this thing, mm. and him coming up and reading from it would expose more people to it. Which might be a strategy. It's a good strategy. I don't think there's any downside for the Democrats to do that. I wonder if they'll do that. They'll subpoena him, I suppose. My final thought is you're going to hear lots of angry jawing about this for weeks to come. Cable news channels are thrilled. We will touch on it if anything happens, but then move on to stuff that actually matters. Like you suffering from burnout like Michelangelo or Sean who was laying on the floor. Yeah, (laughs) That's sad to see. It's now a health condition, burnout. I feel like I've been burnt out since I was 12. And there will be tax money thrown at it. See you tomorrow. God bless America. This is a historic act uh, of uh, devastating incompetence. I will not sugarcoat this. This is a disappointing day for us. Big mistake, but not too bad. The fun level in this room is at an 11 right now, and that brought it down. The ride is over! The time for the clowns and the acrobats and the dancing bears has passed. Get away from here. Get. Get. And we apologize for our stupidity, and we really hope you forgive us for what we've done. Thank you, and good night. Because the show's over. What? Bye-bye. There were multiple systematic efforts to interfere in our election. And that allegation deserves the attention of every American. Armstrong and Getty.